Firstly, uh, thank you very much for accepting my invitation and accepting to be on my show. Anytime, anytime. So I've gone through your profile and I came to know that uh, you are into army uh, for 16 years and uh, recently you have uh, uh, entered into AWS and now uh, you are preparing for solution architect uh, uh, level uh, certification. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's, that's great. And uh, you came to England uh, before two years. Yes, yes. Been here for a couple of years. I was only in the Air Force, actually, the American Air Force for uh, about four years, but it was a long time ago. So can you please introduce yourself uh, to my audience? Yes, uh, my name is uh, Justin Henderson. Uh, at the moment, I'm an IT professional uh, trying to break into AWS uh, architecture. So just taking a course and uh, just trying to get on, get on up it. So how does uh, you are into army and uh, you worked for England Army or? Uh... No, no, uh, I worked. Uh, I was in the Air Force, in the uh, the American Air Force, and I used to work on uh, avionics on the F-16 air aircraft. So it was good times. Then I got out to go to college and whatnot. And then I moved here to England, uh, got into IT, moved here to England to, to be with my wife and uh, just taking steps forward. You know what I'm saying? So uh, before talking about AWS, your journey into AWS, how this uh, transition, how this shift happened to you? What made you to come into IT? Because uh, you are already into air and uh, seeing, understanding the aircraft and trying to understand uh, something which is uh, into the space. Yeah, well, so before I left America, I got into, uh, well, just very quickly, after I got out of the Air Force, I got into other fun stuff like bartending and managing like food service halls and stuff like that. And then I started to think, I was like, that's a waste of my potential you know so i got into more technology and then little by little i started to to learn a little bit more about networking and stuff like that uh so then when i moved to uh to england i uh i had to take a pretty low level it job because my skills where i was at in america were not very easily transferable so i've worked there for a couple of years and I started to take this course. I, I was doing just webinars on anything technology because basically my whole goal in life is next year I'm going to be in a better spot than I am this year. So it, it was all about, I was in IT already. I started doing these, uh, these webinars, anything technology, just to grab a little bit of uh, technology knowledge. And, uh, I saw this uh, this this one for AWS, and I was like, that sounds very, very interesting and very in line with what I'm doing now. So if nothing else, if I can't get a job in AWS regardless, the knowledge is still very helpful for what I'm doing for any for, for anything that I would plan to do in the future. So, you know, it, regardless, it's going to strengthen me in any way, shape or form. So what is so what is your first job in IT? Uh, in IT, so I was first level in uh, in uh, the schools that I used to work at, first line IT, which is, you know, pretty much my forte. I'm very customer centric. So 
anybody that calls me and talks to me, I'm, I'm pretty easy to talk to. I, I understand what they say. I think the biggest problem that a lot of people have in IT is that they don't really, they don't really get along with their customers very well. So I'm the type of person, I guess, with my bartending experience, it, it helps me feel people's problems a little bit more, be a little bit more empathetic, basically. So at current, I, in my new position, I, it's more implementation. Basically, we have a service desk that I have to make sure that they're doing what we're paying them to do. And I'm trying to bring everybody, you know, basically my company buys a bunch of different companies and I have to bring them under the same IT umbrella. So it's a lot of implementation about DNS and tenancies like office 365 tenancies so it's all bringing them under the same thing because right now we have different spokes and hubs that work under a whole bunch of different it models and it's very challenging to bring them under the same model so the good thing is is that you know with me taking my my aws course it's helped me have higher level discussions you know and now i've touched on the google cloud i've touched on the Azure cloud, and I see that they're all very similar, but AWS is pretty much where I'm at right now. So how much you understood about cloud, especially AWS? So it's funny, uh, before I took this course, absolutely nothing. Um, now I I see, I see the benefits, I, I see, how easy it is to transition to the cloud, you know, especially with AWS, it's more secure than anything else. I see that all the places that I used to work in. So after I got out of bartending and stuff, I used to pull a lot of cable and data centers and stuff like that. All that stuff has helped me see how the cloud really is. The cloud is basically just a virtual data center for you. Uh, the knowledge that I, you know, and trust me, I have a long way to go a long way oh, there's a lot of knowledge out there that i need to i need to cram into this to this little head of mine but it, now i can understand what's going on um i can architect a couple of solutions i mean i'm with a club cloud brew club um and that's just a, basically a bunch of aws enthusiasts that were in my class and you know maybe a cohort after mine and maybe a cohort before mine. There's, there's like five or six of us that AWS enthusiasts that we're going to be building solutions, building our portfolio, showing what we can do, helping each other out. Basically, the biggest thing is about our about our group is how wonderful and supportive everybody is. You know, like I, honestly speaking, I'm the furthest behind. I'm the only one that hasn't passed my solutions architect yet, and all my all my teammates right there behind me, pushing me, you know, uh, uplifting me. They're just great. So I, I understand a lot more about cloud than I thought. And then it's funny because I feel, I feel kind of dumb in it sometimes, but I actually know a lot more than I think I know. Let's just put it that way. My, uh, my instructor tells us that all the time. They're like, yeah, you trust me when I tell you you're smarter than you think you are. So, how many how many solutions that you have uh, done till now? I've only built personally. I've only done the the absolute most minor 
just WordPress things. We're getting into to cloud, you know, into uh, CloudFront and uh, what you call it. Sorry. Uh, into containers and stuff like that. That's what we're starting to build. I have yet to really reach that level between working and studying um, family. You know, uh, my little dog takes up all sorts of time. Uh, between all that stuff, it's I'm finding it very difficult to juggle. So right now I'm focusing on studying. So I haven't really built as much as I should be building, even though my instructor's really kind of on my behind about it because he's like, unless you build this, you're not going to really understand it. So I haven't built any fully functioning functions yet, but that's me and the Cloud Brew Club. That's exactly what that's all about. It's all about us building stuff and learning from each other and learning from it. A lot of my colleagues are way ahead of me. But like I said, they're very supportive that whenever I have a question about something, I'm like, how did you build that on that? How's that? How does that little bit of code work on that? So until until I pass my solutions architect, that's when I'm going to be really serious about actually building stuff and actually being able to prove myself. So what is the what is the role of uh, solution architect in cloud? A solution architect basically just comes up with the best way to build a solution depending on the customer's needs. So, you know, with me not actually being a solutions architect right now, you know, I couldn't tell you the day in the life of one what per se, um, but a lot of people in my uh, in my academy, they've gotten roles as technical account managers and that's really all about telling the customer basically being a uh, a subject expert um but basically if i know that they want a solution that's up all the time completely available they can't they can't lose any data they have to make sure that if something fails that it's got something to back it up solutions architect is the person that actually sits there and says this is the best way you do that this is how much it, it can cost you this is you know this is what do you want to do to make this either work in, within your budget or work correctly and the best way possible because unfortunately the best way possible is going to be expensive. So it depends on your customer's ability capabilities. You know, just like uh, if you see behind me, uh, the well-architected framework. It's uh, the reason why I have it up is because this is what my instructor tells me I need to have plastered all over the, the living room walls, all over, you know, I've got a mug of the well-architected framework because that's what you think about every single time, you know, cost optimization, uh, security, security in general. And like right now, security is huge in my job that I'm in right now. Um, just the, everything that's going to make it work the best way that it could possibly work. Uh, can you tell some uh, some requirements of the clients uh, that you need to, uh, for which uh, you need to find the solutions as a solution architect? Well, so with me being at the low level that I am, I haven't really had very many. Um, I've actually only had one that I can actually say that I've actually done any work for. And with me being, because I can't, I can't sell myself as a solutions architect without the solutions architect associate uh, 
exam underneath my belt. I've got the cloud practitioner or whatnot, but for instance, I have a friend and his, him and his sister have built a solution and they did it with no AWS experience at all, none, which actually still is like really good, you know, but I mean, they're, they're, they're very smart developers and programmers and whatnot, but with my limited knowledge and looking at their solution, I was like, just, and all I had them do was basically give me access to your, to your solution, just so I could look at it and see, give you some, some notes. And, you know, I saw like very big security risks as far as like, for instance, like they had their database in a public subnet, something you definitely don't want to do unless you want people to be able to attack your subnet. Don't get me wrong. There's other layers of protection and whatnot, but you know, I told them that, yeah, that's not what you need to do. They didn't have their DNS hosted on route 53. Uh, it came up as a really badly, a really badly, uh, uh, architected um, website. So it came, it was a very, let's put it this way, it was a very uh, unprofessional, you know, website name. You know, when, it, when when you put things in general, it's like, you know, S3 bucket slash EC2, blah, 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 blah. And it, it's all that stuff. When you're, when you're running a business or you're running a website, you want it to have something that connects you to the website. So I hipped them to that. I was like, okay, that's not, that's not something that you want to be, you want to have shown, you know, um, like I said, the database thing, there was a couple of things, like they had a couple of, uh, elastic IP addresses that they weren't using. So I was like, if you're not using it, you're getting charged for it. Let it go unless you unless you have something to it. So basically saving them a little bit of money here and there. And then, I, you know, I gave them basically a a blueprint on how to at least make that better. It still wasn't what we would consider a well architected thing, but as long as I helped them take a step forward, I didn't know what exactly their budget was or whatnot, you know, so it was little things like that. But that's really to the, to the extent of what I have done at this moment in time. So how many services you understood and how many you can implement? Oh my. Um well out of the out of the hundreds of services that AWS has, I'm still really if I have to if I have to break it down, I know of maybe only about 15 or 20 to be honest with you, you know, I mean, anything from cloud formation to, you know, the RDS servers or Aurora, um, where we're, we're working with light sale, um, we're working with containers right now. So the ECS service. So I've touched on a, on a few, but as far as actual real knowledge, check with me in six months. And then uh, I have a lot better, I have a lot better understanding going on for you. So when you started learning AWS uh, services? March is when I started. Uh, yeah, I started in March. Um, been mentoring, uh, you know, after when I got to a certain point in my studies that I was allowed to mentor, mentored quite a few people, um, a couple of cohorts. And, you know, it's, it, it's helpful. You know, the one thing that you have to get them to understand first is that like I'm not an AWS guy, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, half the time, sometimes I've, I've got this guy, he'll, he'll uh, send me a message at like nine o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. 
and I'll, I'll answer them and then I'll like look it up and make sure that I, I've given them the right answer. I've had him like text me again at like 10 o'clock at night. And I'm like, dude, have you been studying all night long or all day? Uh, so, you know, um, but yeah, between, yeah, since March, uh, I feel like with my schedule, I'm not as far as I should be just yet. Uh, you know, it gets hard when you got to juggle your normal life. And, you know, I just, I recently changed jobs. So it was like a month of basically trying to get my last job to a point that wasn't, that didn't leave them messed up, you know, and trying to study at the same time and trying to mentor. And it was just, it set me back a lot. But, um, but yeah, is, I guess the simple answer was since March. So you have a AWS Cloud uh, practitioner certification already? Yes, sir. So how many uh, services uh, you have learned? Like you said, uh, you know 14 to 15 services that you learned uh, and uh, uh, starting from March of this year, so mm-hmm. March or April. So how many services that uh, that are needed to uh, uh, in order to get this uh, cloud uh, uh, practitioner certification? The cloud practitioner certification is is very, for lack of a better word, it's very basic. It's enough to it's enough to let AWS know or whoever knows about the cloud practitioner know that you're interested in the cloud and that you know enough about the general workings of the cloud. Um, the, the the biggest the biggest struggle for me has been shifting from that cursory knowledge to a knowledge of really and true implementation. So. Yeah, well, the cloud practitioner, the CCP, I've got a lot of my mentees that have taken the cloud practitioner exam. It's it, as long as they do, they, they, they're interested, they study, they do a little bit of AWS every day. You know, I suggest like two hours a day. That's what's been suggested to me. Uh, I you know, two hours a day at least do something about AWS. Just check yourself. I don't care if it's like listening to a podcast or something like that. This is knowledge that has been given to me by people that I look up to, you know, um, as long as I might be on the bus and I might look at a website that's telling me something or, hey, what is ECS versus Fargate? You know, uh, little things here or there just to kind of keep your head in motion in the cloud thing. Now, with me also, I I think a lot about implementations while I'm working, but that works for me since I'm in IT. A lot of like uh, a lot of my co, you know, my colleagues in, you know, the, the the cohort, they don't have a single bit of IT experience, and there are people that have no IT experience that now know, you know, they're they're on their way towards being architects, technical access manager, uh, account managers and stuff like that. A lot smarter than me. I work I work and I hang around with a whole bunch of really smart folks, you know, and it helps out a lot because, you know, you have to hang out with like minded people in order to get that way, you know. So luckily, they're all lifting me up. So you said that uh, your IT experience uh, helped you in uh, understanding database services better. So what you did exactly in IT before coming into IT, uh, AWS? What was your work? Before I got to England, I was actually studying for my CCNA, so it was networking. 
Um, so, you know, when, when somebody tells you they work in IT, that's because they don't want to exactly get into it because a lot of laymen don't know. The layperson doesn't know exactly what you do. And nine times out of 10, a lot of IT is very, um, it's very spread out, uh, you know. So you have people that can say, oh, hey, I'm a developer, that's IT. Or they can say, I'm a network engineer, that's IT. The job that I did before I got to England was, it was kind of a, a mixture between a bunch of stuff, monitoring, uh, DNS, um, networking i got here i had to go to first line support which was understanding sorry about that which was a little bit more about understanding office 365 azure active directory tendencies stuff like that so yeah uh i i've been i've been up and down in a couple of different like i'd like i like to think of myself as a jack of all trades master of none just yet and like I said, check with me in six months or so, and hopefully I can tell you that I'm a master in AWS. So, uh, so you have understood 14 services uh, till today. So, and also you said uh, 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 some of the solutions that you did. So, what 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 is your observation about? Uh, uh, as a, as a, if you become a solution architect and uh, if you are in that position so what is uh, uh, what is what, what you are going to do at the moment that uh that's not very clear to me to be completely honest with you um i would love to apply to be an a solutions architect at some point i'd love to get to that level of knowledge and self confidence um being at my current job has got me kind of thinking a little more multi-cloud because it you know a lot of places they don't like to put their eggs all in one basket um and from what i can tell this far um cloud different cloud platforms it's almost like using a different phone you know you've got your you've got your iphone that uses its own thing it's got its own set of rules you use an android and it's got its own thing. Sorry. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking I have to I have to get to a level where I can actually feel confident in myself and then I'm going to have to look. I, obviously, the the end game is to be a solutions architect. But, you know, like I said, at the end of the day, the knowledge is helpful in a whole bunch of different arenas. Is it important to uh, have? Uh, is it important for you to have uh, the programming knowledge in order to get uh, AWS uh, uh, Solution Architect uh, Associate Level certification? No, no. Um, so far, no. Don't get me wrong. Uh, the programming aspect of it looks like it'll be very helpful, um, but there are white pages and you know I, I mean the great god google is very very helpful in trying to find any bits of code and stuff that you need what what you need to do and what you learn to do as you as you progress is know how to read the code for the most part and little by little law falls into place but as far as actually knowing the code 
that's more of a developer's job. Now, if I planned on moving over to a developer, to an AWS DevOps type of arena, absolutely. Now, don't get me wrong. Like I said, it would be helpful, um, but I know I'm having a hard time even right now. It's e even knowing that I'm IT, I have a hard time right now even running PowerShell scripts. Let's put it that way. Uh, I'm, I'm scheduled to take my AWS uh, Solutions Architect exam on the 4th of December. And a lot of these JSON codes and whatnot are still jumbling my brain. I'm not going to lie. You know, so short answer to your question, no, you don't have to know the programming. Is it is it important to uh, uh, have a, a technical background in order to get a, a solution architect uh, level position in a company? Do they ask any experience, technical experience? So from one of the guys that I look up to, um, he's uh, he's very he's very relevant in our cloud community and our in our AWS Academy. He a year ago he was stocking shelves on an Aldi. Didn't have a single bit of uh, of technical experience or know how at all. Um, but he's very well known on the on the YouTube circuit, podcasts, LinkedIn. He's got all sorts of, and it actually shows his absolute and total passion for it. And the man is now a technical account manager as well as a champion instructor in our academy. Um, there are many people that are in my academy that have progressed. We've got a, I actually, I don't know what her, uh, what her, ex, her previous experience is, but I've, we've got another person that is a technical account manager. We've got a couple of folks that have been through the academy with that I'm I am quite sure have no technical experience that are in AWS roles. So, you know, as far as getting that close there to that point, I, I couldn't really help you. You know what I'm saying? As far as giving you a solid answer on that. But from the community that I've been with, there are people without a lick of technical knowledge before they started studying AWS that are now in AWS roles. So what do uh, uh, your colleagues or uh, people who are studying with you or uh, your trainer uh, tells you about uh, solution architect level position and uh, what, what, are, what, what are their uh, advisors that help you in uh, uh, learning uh, faster or better? Um, besides actually getting hands on with it, um, it's a it, it's immersion, basically, is, is the best way to say it. And these these folks, you know, we have chat groups and stuff like that. And sometimes I have to mute my phone, like when I'm at work or whatever. Sometimes I have to mute my phone because they're chatting back and forth. Oh, hey, you know, this this container's not working. Or hey, have you guys seen? this YouTube video about this AWS service or, hey, have you seen this? And I've got to be like, oh, God, shut up. Stop it. Stop it. I'm working. You know, um, it's all about immersion. They learn from you. You learn from different different mediums. You know, you get some YouTube videos, you go to some webinars, you do a little bit of book reading, hands on, you know, building what you can. Like thus far, you know, I, sometimes I've spun up some stuff in my uh, in my account just to see how something works, you know, to see how VPC peering works or whatnot. Um, like I said, still, I'm still definitely not at the level, 
but yeah, it's it's all about immersion from what I from what I've seen and you know what my colleagues, especially my smarter ones, you know, have been up to. And it's funny because when I talk to them, some they're they're so into it. We, you know, we do some revision questions or whatever, and they're like, oh, well, that can't be that because of this, this, and that. And I'm like, oh. Oh, I gotta, I gotta elevate my thinking, you know. Um, so it, it's, yeah, it, it, it's all about passion and immersion. You know, you you have to think it, you have to love it, you have to want to do it, and then you will. You already have a CCNA uh, certification or knowledge, so why you need six more months uh, to understand uh, or uh, uh, to become a solution architect? Well. Um, honestly speaking, I never actually got to getting my CCNA. Um, I was studying for it. Unfortunately, I have a, a big weakness, and that is when I'm at work, I actually work, whereas a lot of my colleagues were at work and they were studying to get their CCNA. That actually makes them the smarter ones, to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, I wasn't able to to get that before coming here, because trust me when I tell you, getting here was a full-time job within itself on top of the full-time plus overtime job I was doing over there. So I never, never completed it. Um, my problem is focus. Uh, you know, I was never able to focus in one direction for long enough to do what I have to do. Um, there's, there's day-to-day life, you know, and there's, there's keeping, there's keeping yourself at a good spot where you're at, but I, Basically, I take the slow train. Let's just put it that way. So, yeah, um, I full well wanted to come over here as a network engineer. Um, but with that being said, in my class, there was a network engineer that was trying to become an architect associate. So, you know, that just tells you, honestly speaking, at the end of the day, the cloud is the future. You know, the amount of the amount of IT the amount of technology that's coming out of the cloud is what's going to be basically shaping the world. You know, um, nobody wants to have a big data center sitting right next to them. You know, nobody that, that it's not sustainable. It's not it's not financially smart, um, you know, to to have your own stuff when you can have your your technology sitting in the cloud and you're able to manage it from absolutely anywhere. I don't have to go through seven layers of security just to walk into a building right now, you know, uh, that kind of stuff. So the so an answer to your question, to a simple answer to your question, the reason why somebody would go from network engineering to the cloud would be because cloud is the future. So which service uh, made you think so much? I'm sorry. Which service uh, made you think so much? Um, oh man, I'm telling you, there's so many, there, there's so many services that you look at and you're just like, hmm, I need to know more about that. You know, I need to know more about that. Uh, you know, we, when we're, when you're training to be an AWS cloud architect, you, you get into you get into some things like building stuff at like the EC2 level. And it's something that we always have to tell our mentees afterwards. It's like, because everybody wonders why. Well, why did I have to learn that when I have a container that's going to do it or I have a serverless architecture that's going to be able to do it or this or that? And my answer to them is the same. It's the same every time. It's 
Well, if you do not know the inner workings of a car, you can't operate a car. It's the same thing. You know, I, I, if you, you have to know the bottom level stuff in order to understand how the top level stuff works. So, you know, basically right now it's all containers. Uh, that, that That's what's really got me, you know, it's, it's really thinking. And, you know, honestly speaking, before I even took this course, even being around um, IT a lot, didn't know what a SQL server was until I until I started this course. I didn't know what a container was until I started this course, you know, and now, like I said, uh, even taking this course, even in my my lower in, in my infancy stage, I was able to talk to my third line engineers more intelligently, you know. So easy to VPC, so uh, seeing and implementing all these services, databases, security, containers, like you said. So all these services. So what are the questions that comes in your mind uh, that you don't understand? The questions that you have and that you don't understand about these services. Oh my, there, there's so much that I don't understand. <laughs> Honestly, my biggest my biggest Achilles heel would be the programming aspect of it. Uh, I would love to be like a couple of my colleagues that are, I mean, I've got a guy, his name is Wes, and he's able to come up. He's got the Linux background. He's not even in an IT field right now, but he's just one of those guys that like to play with, you know, Linux and stuff like that. I would love to actually be able to write myself my own programs you know while implementing my architecture as opposed to having to look up something you know from a github repository and be able to do that um having worked with cisco switches and switching and stuff like that i know about the command line interface uh the aws cli is you know when i got to that section that was every single every single uh example in the book i was like okay cli and it gets really uh cumbersome but at the same time you see the you see the benefits of being able to use the cli you know and the programming and all that all that automation that is what makes your job that much easier you know and we're in the job of making our jobs easier What is your favorite service? My favorite service at at the low level that I'm at, it's got to be it's got to be Docker, um, ECS, you know, uh, container services. Like I said, at, at the moment, that's my favorite service, and that's the one that I need to work on even more because, like I said, it, once I can get that up and running, then I'll feel a lot more confident about being able to actually be a suitable solutions architect for a client. <clears throat> Tell me about your preparation. How do you prepare yourself uh, and uh, how much time you spend in a day? Oh gosh, in a day I spend usually about, I usually spend about two hours every day at least two hours every day i've been cramming a lot lately because of the months that i have lost um so of the last three weeks i've actually been getting home and 
I might sit down for about 20 or 30 minutes and then I'm studying for probably about three hours. Um, and it's a mixture between my book studying, looking at a couple of different web, um, you know, like Cantrill or um, some YouTube videos on uh, my academy actually has a uh, has a SharePoint that some very, very intelligent people have put together with different links towards stuff to study and whatnot. Um, and uh, yeah, about three hours a day now is what I put. And that's just because I'm stressing about this test. And uh, on the weekends, like today, I woke up at 7.30. I usually give myself about an hour to wake up. And then I'm straight onto the videos. I'm straight onto the taking notes. I'm straight onto the, to the seeing what's, what's missing here or there my dog is sitting on the couch and she's just like you're home but you're not home you're never here for me you know um so like usually on the weekends i put in about six to seven hours worth of studying and that's just uh that's the way i did it when i first got into because when i first started there was so many so many questions that you're just like i, I want to keep up i want to get ahead doing labs and stuff like that now i've kind of gone away from the labs a little bit more and like i said I get into a little bit more playing onto my actual onto my actual account um but yeah six, about six hours on average every weekend six to seven hours and then about three hours every night uh, i wouldn't suggest it though i used to have to tell my mentees i'm like dude give yourself a day where you just don't you know but the problem is is that when you're in our position one day of not studying you actually feel guilty for not studying you know you're like oh god i should be studying you know so you never really get to relax Is it is it important to have uh, AWS uh, uh, Solution Architect Associate Level certification or any kind of AWS uh, uh, certifications uh, in order to get a, a cloud job? See, that's a really good question. Um, I'm not really sure. Uh, let's just put it this way. I would not. I would not apply for. I would not apply for a, a, a spot as an MMA fighter without having trained in some kind of uh, some kind of martial arts discipline. You see what I'm saying? So will it be possible? Probably. But I uh, maybe let's just put it that way. But you have you have so many smart people out there that are with that have certifications that have experience, at least a little bit of experience, um, that you would definitely have to be in the right place at the right time, I would think, in order to to get yourself a job without it. So what are the advices that uh, you, you get from uh, uh, the people who are already into solution act acquisition? Um, you know, the funny thing is, is that at one point I was the one giving advice <laughs> um, because, you know, it, the advice is standard. Pretty much the advice of the people that have already taken the test is that I had to adjust my study techniques. So I was able to pass the CCP with a very basic study habit. And that was doing the labs. I read the book like a couple of times from front end, from front to back. You know, I was able to to absorb that. I was going to, we had revision sessions with my academy. 
three times a week. I was at every single one of those participating, all that stuff. I was able to to absorb it. And I was, I'm going to be honest with you, I was actually even worried about taking that exam as well. And, you know, I pretty much smashed it, honestly. Um, but that same type of studying does not work for the deeper level of knowledge that you need to have for a solutions architect. So basically the people that have been that have been giving me advice has been to change my study habits, to use something like the Cantrill, to do a little bit more building without using labs. Cause you know, let's face it, labs are enough to get you to know how to work your way around it, but you're also just following directions, you know? But, you know, I try to take it to a deeper level myself by trying to, while I'm doing the labs, understand why I'm doing the labs, where I could have messed up at. And trust me, I've messed up, I've done labs six or seven times uh, just to get it right, you know? So, yeah, that was. So how many services you need to know in order to get the certification on December? Um, they seem to focus from the study material that I've had. They seem to focus pretty much on about ten to fifteen, about ten services. I'd say that's what that, that's what my study material is showing me is that I, I definitely need to know. I need to know about RDS. You know, I need to know about Aurora. Um, obviously, you need to know EC2s, VPCs. Um, it seems to be a little bit, you know, you have to know ECS. Um, but with that being said, I have been throwing a couple of curveball questions at a couple of mock exams I've been taking, you know, uh, just a little bit about, you know, oh, Kinesis, another one. That's a, that's a, that's a real big gap in my knowledge right there, Kinesis. Um, you know, CDN, cloud, you know, uh, cloud distribution uh, network, stuff like that. So, yeah, I would say off the top of my head, about 10 to 15 is what I have to know about just to get into my solutions architect. But it's not even you, you have to know the deeper levels on the questions that get me is that the last so far during my mocks, it's you don't need to just know the service. You need to know exactly how that service works, because if you don't, then you're kind of stuck. You know, they, they, they ask you real life scenarios. Hey, this needs to be up for this this amount of time or it can't suffer interruptions or stuff like that. And I'm just like, oh, OK, well, then in that case it can't be like a spot instance, you know, for for uh, um, for pricing, um, pricing models and stuff like that. You know, it be best to be a reserved instance, you know, stuff like that. So it's a lot deeper. You know, whereas like the cloud practitioner was like, oh, hey, do you know of this service? And it's like, yes, okay, yeah, I definitely know that there is a Kinesis out there. This one's going to be, oh, hey, if you need to stream this many IOPS at the same time, you know, if you need to stream this amount of da data at the same time, what's the best? You know, so that's that's where the that's where the challenge comes in. So. It is important for you to implement uh, uh, the services practically in order to uh, give the exam. Um, I would say, I would say it it's pretty important uh, because if you don't know how to how to implement them practically, 
then you don't really know how they work. You know, so I mean, I could read a book about it all day long, but until I actually see it in action, you know, and, you know, which is which is difficult for, you know, folks that are, you know, I'm I'm not making 70 or 80,000 a year right now. You know what I'm saying? And so I have to be careful to make sure that I don't mess up and actually get charged something. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's that's where it comes into play. Like, you know, I have to be able to build it see how it works and then turn it off you know so I, I do i think that that you can take the exam without the practical knowledge yes i think so and i think i've actually seen a couple of people pass it without that but i mean we're talking about really really smart people too <laughs> you know really really dedicated so so you did you did now uh, you're ready for the examination so so what is your observation about uh, you know uh, the, you already gave the practitioner exam and the associate level exam so what is the difference you already mentioned um, the, 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 uh, the questions in this exam will be uh, more about practicality how to implement it what happens when you do this and when you do this uh, when you are doing this you know they, they, they ask you about the process or they ask you whether uh, uh, you know the, the the overview how the examination will be up to your knowledge uh, as far as i could tell because you know without having taken the exam just yet but through just my mock exam questions it's more it's more of the, the they throw they throw a situation at you you know we have a company that runs a a a data or you know runs runs real time banking financial you know stuff uh financial data consistently you know what i'm saying they they they're doing that and they have to make sure that they're you know but sometimes they have spikes in their in their um uh, their data usage on like every sunday morning or something like that which one of these services would you use you know, and then they give you an example of each of the services or and the bad thing is, is that, you know, or it's, they might say, what is the most cost effective? And then you'll have like two services that just don't make any sense. You know, it's like, no, that 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 that's a that's a short dead giveaway that is wrong. You know, what I'm saying it doesn't even make any sense. Then they might have two actual options that are one of them will work, but it will be expensive. But the other one will work and be cheaper. So you have to, you know, it's really frustrating when I'm taking my mock exams because I'm like, wait a minute, could I not have done it that way? And then it's like, oh, but you have to focus on the question. It's like, oh, what's the cheapest way to do it? You know, so you have to give the best answer. Have you given any sample uh, exam exams in order to understand uh, how the examination will be? Yes, yes. Actually, we had a revision session uh, a couple of weeks ago with uh, my instructor and we actually did, you know, it's only like a 20 question sample exam. And as a group, you know, we did well. So which is is kind of good, you know, but it just kind of makes you wonder, like on the questions that you would have gotten wrong, you know, who talked you into the right answer or something like that. It's like, but, you know, unfortunately, with that sample exam with the group, it, we I couldn't see what my own actual weaknesses are. And honestly, 
up to about a month ago, I was I was getting a little distraught because I was taking like my Wiley exams, the ones that come with my come with my book. I was taking them and, you know, first time, 30 percent. Fine. No problem. You know, study for about another month. Take it again. Getting a 50 percent on it. I was like, OK, not a problem. Let me study for another couple of weeks. I should be, you know, should bone up at least get see some some improvement. 50 percent again. I was like, oh, man. You know, and then study for another two weeks, 50 percent again. I was like, oh, man, you know, it is it was very deflating to see myself like continuously failing. And then so I haven't taken an actual mock exam for myself because I'm afraid of getting deflated until after I pass. I'm going to I got some study materials that I'm I'm looking through. I want to look through them all, get my studying up, see where I'm at then. Because then I guarantee you I'll be over over my 50%. So, you know, it, it's all about continuing to try, isn't it? So a person who worked in, uh, who worked for uh, uh, American Air Force, uh, how that person in you is helping you in understanding uh, AWS Cloud uh, Solution Architect uh, Associate Level Examination? You talk about people that I used to work with type of deal? No, no, the person who is there already in you, who worked for Air Force. Oh, oh, God. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I hope to know one day how I'll feel about that. But, you know, my connections right now are just with my peers, you know, and we're all in the same boat, all scratching to kind of get up, get up to the promised land, you know what I'm saying, to try to try to get to that level. So, yeah. It's just it's all about, like I said, the only thing that we can think about right now is is reaching that AWS job level where we're going to be in a good spot and be able to to call each other over over Skype or something like that. Be like, oh, God, I'm having a problem with this problem. You know what I'm saying? Help me out. Or, you know, guess what I just did for this company? That kind of deal. The good thing is, is with the group that I'm with, we're we're a very tight knit group, so it, it helps like joining this 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 academy that I've done is like made me like friends for life type of deal, you know? So I've done a master's in software engineering and I've done a, a graduation in computer science and engineering. Recently I have to, uh, I've completed, uh, I got trained as solution architect, AWS solution architect level. The, I know the fundamental services, I have implemented it with my trainer. So right now I'm trying to explain uh, each service that I have implemented uh, theoretically in my website, smatcheristech.com. So I'm trying to, I have done EC2, uh, like two to three services, I think I have explained. I'm trying to explain more services. Uh, What's the website again, if you don't mind me asking? Smatcheristech. Hmm, okay, I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, smatcheristech.com. So in which I'm trying to explain. So uh, that's why I'm I'm asking, uh, you know, uh, uh, without having, uh, uh, you, you, you have that CCNA certification, you know, that is more uh, about networking and that actually is come uh, a lot related to uh, what you are uh, preparing for. Uh, so that's that's great. And I'm also interested in my subject. Uh, my favorite subject uh, in my bachelor's was uh, computer networks, how these computers are connected with each other, how the information transfer is happening, 
how these devices routers all the mm-hmm. mediums which are helping uh, 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 helping uh, uh, people to transfer information between each other in different places in different countries yeah so, so i understood this global infrastructure and mm-hmm. data centers and uh, i understood what the purpose of the service the purpose of each service in aws what why we should use this yes where should we use this and uh, wha- uh, what is what is the what is the benefit if you use this service instead of this so uh, trying to compare and uh, trying to understand where it is important to use and uh, as an architect it is very important for me to uh, create something which is like you said cost effective and uh, less time consumption and uh, and also it should uh, it should be uh, uh, adoptive and uh, mm-hmm. yes try to understand the requirements of the client uh, yes and create exactly what is needed and manage it easily mm-hmm. so that's for i i have created some ec2 services and trying to i uh, you know ideas uh, like uh, route 53 and i tried yeah. everything i played yeah, yeah. with everything and uh, uh, i also done some videos uh, uh, practical videos like oh really uh, now i'm yeah i I'm, right now I'm, we are just talking uh, but uh, a person from england a person from uh, new zealand and uh, a person from us they have implemented some services and uh, we are sharing the screen and how to implement the service and uh, we are tra- we, we practically implemented using aws free tier account and uh, there is an a uh, website where we can use the services uh, one by one so some of the nice. free things so we uh, i i have that basic knowledge that's why i i wondered without uh, can we get uh, a job as a sol- solution architect without having a certification or without having a technical background i have complete technical background uh, but i want to work in england i want to win, work in england as a solution architect but some in us i try to i already did videos if you have watched my previous videos i did videos with i interviewed people who are already into the cloud industry and uh, they are like cloud uh, they are they are uh director of engineering and yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, cloud uh, the, the the top position in the cloud mm-hmm. the top position in the cloud so uh, i try to understand how things work the business things work yeah. how they handle uh, clients and all the, the entire uh, cloud the yeah. cloud will be in their and so i did like that and implementation also and now uh, you are uh, uh, you know you 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 have it background you have uh, the, the the you worked in air force and now you are, you just came into aws and uh, started it trying to uh, you know understand how yeah. things are going so it's it's really inspiring how you are doing you know you learned it very fast having yeah. a tech background <laughs> Yeah, not not fast enough, my man. Not fast enough. <laughs> you know, like, there's so much stuff that I need to get up on and like I said, my colleague, like my 
you know, my buddy Wes, that man was just, he's just on it. You know what I'm saying? I'm seeing these guys. One of the guys that came in a cohort after me, he's already a champion instructor. Well, you know, interim, you know what I'm saying? He's working his way to be a champion instructor. So, and he was, he was fussed because he was like, oh man, you know, I don't want to be an instructor. I was like, man, shut up. You'll be making money being an instructor. Get your foot in the door, get yourself known. And then utilize, you know, because you'll you'll only be doing nothing but learning more as you're instructing, which is like the main reason why I wanted to be a mentor, you know, because helping people helps me. You know what I'm saying? If I have to figure out a way to explain, you know, how an EC2 instance works to somebody, you know, like one of my mentees, he's an arborist, you know, so he doesn't know, he doesn't know any, he didn't know anything about IT at all he didn't know what an ip address was for the most part before he started and now this man is asking me you know oh you know why would we use fargate as opposed to ecs and i'm like that's a damn good question you know i had to look it up myself i was like yeah you know because fargate you know it's the same pretty much the same thing i was like oh well you know the difference between like a dedicated host and you know a dedicated instance you know stuff like that he's been asking me questions like that and i was like why didn't I think to ask that question when I was in his level, you know? So it's all, it's all, it's, it's all wonderful and annoying at the same time. You know, it's, it's the challenge that, 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 that drives us, isn't it? So at last, uh, what do you say about, have you seen any videos of mine on YouTube? No, no. As a matter of fact, when, when you, when you reached out to me, I was like, who's that? why what so I, was like, I was like yeah okay cool let, let, let's do it let's have a chat you know no but i'm gonna look you up for for sure yeah yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna look you up because like i said it's all about uh i mean we make connections you know what i'm saying we 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 immerse ourselves and looking you know and hell i don't know do you usually have your uh do you usually have your video on in your in your videos yeah, I have. Uh, I did uh, more than 500 uh, interviews of different country people who are into different professions, especially from tech industry. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, I, I haven't seen that yet, but like how tos and stuff like that, I've seen. You know. So, but yeah, I'm gonna check you out though. Sure. So, what do you say about my questioning in this conversation? Very good. Yeah. Yeah. I en- I enjoyed answering it. You know, I, at first I was feeling a little bit like, oh, what, what can I possibly offer in any kind of interview? That's why when you first reached out to me, I was like, are you sure you want to interview me? You know, but yeah, no, very, I, I like your question. Thank you. They got so me thinking I, on a level two. Awesome. So can I put this video on my YouTube channel with your permission? Yeah, of course. Um, and also, can I put this audio and video clip on my podcast, website, internet, uh, social media, everywhere with your permission? Absolutely. That's fine. Yeah. People who are uh, trying to get into AWS, uh, you know, they will understand what uh, you are experiencing and what you are understanding, the way you are trying yeah. to understand. You know, it, they, it may help them in, uh, uh, you know, improving themselves. That was another reason why I wanted to be a mentor as well, you know, because going through it, you know, like I, I've had a guy that I had to be like, dude, you're, you're, you're going to be fine. Just keep with it. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it was like, you know, because we all get frustrated. I got frustrated. You know what I'm saying? And then 
I had my people in my in my cohort, you know, be like, Justin, you've got this. Don't worry about it. Blah, blah, blah. You know, we'll sit there, have different, you know, we'll have sessions with each other, you know what I'm saying, over a Zoom call or whatever, and be like, you know, we'll go through some questions and be like, what's what's your, what's what's going on with you? And I'll be like, I don't understand this and this and this, and they'll explain it to me. And that's why it's all about building community, isn't it? You know, if you got a community, you've always got somebody there for you. Awesome. So I'm sure uh, you'll give the best uh, in, the, in the coming examination, and I'm sure... Uh, 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 you know the, the the interest that you have the focus that you have uh, uh, the way you are trying to understand uh, and the way you are seeing it uh, uh, how things work i'm sure uh, uh, you know you will it, it makes me believe that uh, you will learn uh, services very faster and uh, and understand the purpose of everything uh, that uh, that is there in the cloud yeah Thank you, bro. I'll get it. I'll get it. That's for sure. Because you know what? I ain't, I'm never going to give up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So never going to give up. Don't forget to tell me that, uh, you know, after completion of your certification, don't tell, uh, forget to tell me, you know, yeah. how Plus you did you'll it. you'll see it on LinkedIn anyway. Yeah. yeah, you'll see it on LinkedIn anyway. But yeah, I'll send you a message, bro. So thank you, Justin. Keep going. Keep doing what you love. Thank you, Sai. Good talking to you, brother. Yeah, bye. All right.